0: Hello out there today. This is Coach EJ, the brand Eric Johnson, and Coach Aaron Thigpen, the source. What you got for us today, EJ? What's the deal?
1: Well, oh, hey man, this is this is cool. But uh, welcome, welcome back, everybody. Hope everybody's good. Want to say that this quick shout out there to everybody, um, Aaron. What we got going on today is the the verbiage of verbal commitment. What does that mean today in this? Uh, land of opportunity during post-COVID or COVID-type years. So I'm going to talk a little bit about, you know, get started, Aaron, a little bit about what is verbal commitment. And verbal commitment is when a university of a sport, obviously, um, says, hey, listen, we'd like you to further your education with us and your and your athletic ability with us. And we are saying to you that you are committing to us and we're committing to you at this present time so you know it's it's not like having a scholarship because a scholarship means that you know during your senior year the fall of your senior year you sign that letter of commitment commitment nli but verbal commitment is totally different it means that you're promising it's like a promissory note i'm promising that you will be on my campus um when you sign that nli that's what that means from The standpoint of a coach, a coach saying that to a player, a player saying it to the university or to the coach is, hey, um, yes, I like the promissory note you're sending me. I do want to commit and I'm going to put it out there on Twitter, Instagram, everything and let everybody know that I'm verbally committed to you and I'm hands off to all the other recruiters that might be recruiting me right now. And that's what people do. That's a verbal commitment. That's kind of like the the. uh, down and dirty part of it right now. And that, and and Aaron, I tell you that has changed so drastically in the last 18 months. Like that was a thing five years ago, four years ago, verbal commitments were pretty solid. They're very solid. Colleges would not renege on their promises and would be there for that player. Now I'm going to tell you, man, It's free agency, wild, wild west out there. If a player commits to a university, I say, hey, that's good for that day or maybe that week, but things could change. If that player doesn't develop, man, things could change. That player is having a bad uh, summer, having a bad fall, a bad high school season. Man, there are so many layers to this verbal commitment and I'd like us to attack that today, Aaron. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's always been kind of cloudy and murky to me and you know i've just felt until you got the scholarship offer Mm -hmm. that nothing is guaranteed you know yeah i think the 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 verbal commitment gives you a higher probability but it's i guess if you use the dating analogy you know it's like okay uh we're going to going to we're going to go out and date but I'm still going to reserve the right to see other people right until we decide to get married you know <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> you know and, and so and and I think with the athletes it's more a commitment on their end than it may be on the end of the college right and and a lot of things can happen especially you know you've got these kids who commit at, what, 15, you know, do a, a verbal Freshman. at 15 years old. Yeah. And the landscape of a, a college program, you know, in four or five years can change drastically. Right. Coaches move around, some programs, you know, get get canceled, um, There's staffing changes, there's the needs of the team, you know, evolve over that time. And so what might look like a fit at age 15 isn't a fit at age 18, 19. And then, you know, they I guess rescind that that verbal commitment. Right. Right. And and you know, the athlete hasn't really played the field <laughs> a little bit. Right. And 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 dated other people. So now they're caught flat footed. And yeah. so, you know, I, 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 I talk to a lot of softball athletes and, you know, okay. they, there's this kind of thing where, you know, kids are verbaling in middle school and all that sort of thing. So that's a, And I just tell them, hey, that's great. You know, I'm glad that they're interested in you. But that's a long ways off. And a lot of things can change with you as an athlete and with them as a program. And, you know, athletes get better. And they get worse, you know, and, and so I I think that, you know, you should always keep your eyes open and your options open, even if, you know, it is the school that you want to go to and, and the coach that you want to play for and understand that, Hey, it doesn't hurt to have a plan B and to kind of keep your eyes open more and more as you get closer to, um, you know signing time because right. you may also have this verbal commitment it gets to a point where you're going to sign but the package isn't what you want you know so maybe they're going to offer you 25 you know now what do you do and you've you've kind of not looked at any other offers that may be better now you, you can be stuck so you know i just say you know be wary You know, look at a lot of different options and keep your eyes open.
1: Um, Boy, you mentioned some great points. And I want to dive into two of those, Aaron. One is that keeping your options open and the package. First thing, keeping your options open. Um, And you mentioned the school's needs um, could change. If you at at eighth grade committed or as a freshman in high school committed, I tell you, four years, five years down the road, that university could change. Um, So I I like what you said about there. You have to keep your options open. And the package that they might initially give you might change during those four to five years. They might come back to you, you know, just before the signing period and say, listen, you know, we need this other pitcher. You know, are you all right just taking 50% now instead of 75 right no i mean stuff like this happens all the time and i think it's always good to understand it's just like you know that verbal commitment is a soft promise and i say soft promise um, (laughs) because you never know what has happened i've seen so many athletes in the past 18 months get their verbal committed commitment rescinded on just based on those kind of reasonings. Mm -hmm. The second thing is why you keep your options open. Maybe you haven't developed as fast as the university has thought you would and you thought everything was great. Mm -hmm. But they they all of a sudden said, you know, it doesn't seem like this is working out. Mm -hmm. And if you put all your eggs in one basket without saying, Hey, what if things change? What are my other options? Because you know, unwritten law is that because you, you 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 said verbally doesn't mean that you can't still continue to have other people talk for you if something like that happens. You know, it's not a written contract yet until the NLI is signed. Right. And national letter of intent. Yeah, national letter of intent for, yeah, of of intent for all those who, who don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, I like what you said about the options is very, very important. Um, another thing, Aaron, is verbal, verbal commitment in this, this day and age, what does that mean? Does it mean that in, in COVID, and I, I say this in the NCA portal, things have changed now. Colleges are going more after that seasoned athlete that has had three years already playing Division I baseball, and maybe they're a grad student. Mm -hmm. And this school wants to get that player in there to help the coach, you know, help their team win. That can change your verbal commitment too. There are so many layers to this about the transfer portal. There is a direct relationship between verbal commitment and the transfer portal now. There really is. It's a year-to-year contract for all these kids where they've signed it. A national letter of intent, or if they're verbally to that. So I'm just I want to peel back that a little bit because this 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 thing is deep, Aaron. So I think think families need to understand that. So go ahead.
0: So I mean, is is it a good strategy then to? I don't know necessarily. Depends on how far you out you are, but maybe check in, you know, every year, and and kind of reaffirm what their needs are and what their resources are and how you may fit in the program you know again maybe at eighth grade you don't have to check in every year but right. i think at least it would seem the reason stand the reason that by your by your junior year you should be having probably more um, thorough conversations with them about you know um what their intentions are with you
1: uh Exactly. I think right during your rising junior year, during that summer, you should be having these conversations with them. And it doesn't mean you have to commit them, but you should be having a little bit more serious dialogue. And they should be watching you through the fall of your junior year. And they probably have a good idea if you're gonna you're gonna fit in their program program by then. Uh, if you're not a blue chip guy, right? There's a difference. Blue chip guys, they're gonna fit in right away from the freshman year all the way through the senior year. But remember, 99% of those guys are not blue chip players. Okay, so that's like we're talking about everybody then. Um, so they do need to check in, and I and be honest with you, once a year is great. But I even I even tell those guys before their junior year if they have an early commitment, check in once a month, just to say, hey, coach, how you doing? Because you need to build that relationship and see if that relationship changes. See how they talk to you. See how they communicate to you. Are you seeing any kind of difference? Is the head coach talking to you? Is the recruiting guy talking to you? The associate head coach talking to you? I think that plays into it. But again, not to get off that point, Aaron, I think what you said about the junior year is it's really critical during that summer and fall, there needs to be dialogue because they're going to cross check you in April. April and early march they're going to cross check and see how your high school stats are doing and if they have any other questions like they're unsure they're going to see your first two weeks in the summer and they're going to make a decision right then they are that's the latest i think they would say hey money wise we'll do this for a position player pitchers are different i think pitchers are a different animal There are not enough pitchers out there. They may wait a little bit longer rather than a position player. And I think that's something the audience out there should know is that pitchers, there's not enough pitching ever. And they can always, you know, find money for pitchers, as I always say, or find a roster spot for pitchers if needed. So I think that's important to understand that, that what's that verbal commitment and what does that mean really in this, in this day and age?
0: Oh, good points.
1: Um, I think the last point, Aaron, before, you know, before we do anything else is that uh, I, I tell parents and athletes out there, um, what really is a verbal commitment for you guys? You know, is that is that something that you want to send out there to everybody and let everybody know? I mean, if I had a verbal commitment, I wouldn't publicize it, to be honest with you. I'd just say, okay, I'm, if they, if people want to know and they want to ask me, I would do that. I'd leave it at that. I wouldn't put it all out there and, and let everybody know. I just say, hey, listen. Yes, I verbally commit to you, and that's it. I wouldn't put it on my social media and start going crazy about it. I keep it very, very quiet because you know what? The university's not putting on their website that they have a verbal commitment. So why should you do the same thing by doing that? That makes no sense to me. Why we do that? And I think that's 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 my last point. There is that. Keep it to yourself. You know you tell your family and friends that's fine but you don't need to put a blast out there and you know i think it hurts your opportunities to have options in the future
0: so they treat cheating like a side chick
1: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> uh well said there man we'll send it yeah but all
0: right i, I love that right there well, hey you got anything yeah. else
1: Aaron, on that on that subject man I think yeah that's
0: it's time for us to go but that that was pretty good pretty yeah. good subject just no i just wanted to to have a quick a brief conversation about that because um I, I hear that term a lot and um i'm always talking to a lot of the younger athletes who mm-hmm. who think that's the end-all be-all and and um they don't really understand what that commitment is and on both sides right how it right. should be viewed i mean right. it's a great first step but it's not the final step. Right. Make them put a ring on it. Exactly. <laughs> not a dating analogy.
1: I love that. I love that. Well, anyway, hey, thanks for joining us today. And uh, this is uh, Eric Johnson, the brand. And this is Aaron Thickman, the source.
0: We'll see you.